You are listening to Processing Trauma Out Loud, conversations about trauma and healing from two women who are doing the work. My name is Jeremiah Jones, and I'm the producer of this podcast. In today's episode, Candace and Cher discuss why they keep showing up each week to record Processing Trauma Out Loud and the lessons they have learned over the last year. Listen in as Candace and Cher express their heart's desire to keep providing a space for those who are on the journey of doing the beautiful work of healing. Hi, Cher. Hey, Candace. Good to see you. Great to see you too, girl. We are have a little bit of a different episode today because we have reached the year mark mm-hmm. of processing trauma out loud. We decided we just wanted to bring some of our celebration to the podcast and talk about some things that we have learned in this last year of showing up every week and doing this podcast. Yeah. And so before we get started with both of us sharing some things that we've learned, I'm going to start out with something I read to you this morning that will bring some understanding possibly to why we keep doing what we're doing. And it was it was something I read that, you know, I'm not going to say it fired me up. I, I, I actually get it. I I get what was being said, but it says, if you focus on the hurt, you will continue to suffer. If you focus on the lesson, you will continue to grow. And I want to say, it's not if you focus on the hurt, you will continue to suffer. It's actually how you focus on the hurt. The hurt's going to ask for attention and possibly demand attention. Cher, if you were in a car wreck today, and you shattered your femur bone, you would be focused on that hurt and you would do what needs to be done to heal so that you can walk again. I love that. And I'm, I'm, I'm really fixated. I I don't think we even talked about the second part of that quote. If you focus on the lesson, you will grow or something like that. Is that what it said? Yeah. If you focus on the lesson, you will continue to grow. Yeah. And I think like, okay, I'm just going to say bullshit. (laughs) It's just not true. If you were in a car wreck and you shattered your femur, you're not going to be focusing on, oh, what's the lesson here? Like what, what's the lesson? Like, why did that happen? And you know, if I can just focus on the lesson, then everything is going to be great. No. Well, and let's put, let's put this in context that we are coming from complex childhood trauma. And so let me just say this. If you're an adult and you're drunk driving and you get in a, you hit a tree and you shatter your femur bone, there's going to be a lesson to learn. Mm. For people who are healing from complex childhood trauma, it was not their fault. Mm -hmm. It's not about learning a lesson. It's about healing from something that was not your fault. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's why we're doing this work because there's too many of those kind of quippy little things being said out there that just, I think, end up bringing more hurt to people who are in this space and who are wanting to be intentional about healing from the stuff that has messed with their life and been hurtful in their relationships for their whole life and they're wanting to deal with it. And then you hear things like that and it's like, oh, 
I'm focusing too much on my hurt, or I'm not focusing enough on the lesson. And I think those messages are just, they're hurtful. They're not kind. They're not helpful. So Mm -hmm. yeah. We focus on the hurt to heal the hurt. We don't focus on the hurt to wallow in it, to get stuck in it to get into blame. It it's not that at all. And so I what I'm learning is keeping my heart open to have grace and understanding and compassion for bullshit statements like that. Yeah. And to just focus on what we are doing. Yeah. And we're not alone either. There are a lot of other people in this space now who are speaking good, true, helpful messages and I love that. But that's what we are. That's what we want to do. That's what we have been doing. And that's what we want to continue to do is bring messages that help people be able to show up and be real Mm -hmm. right where they're at in their story of harm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've got a future episode going through my mind right now, but I don't want to get distracted. So I'm going to ask you, what is, what's something that you have learned in this last year of us doing our podcast? Yeah. And, and it was fun to talk through some of these things. So the first thing that really came to my mind was the realization that you and I, Candace, that we can work through hard things. Mm-hmm. And that as we have worked through this last year of developing processing trauma out loud as a service, as a podcast, as a business. We've worked through a lot of things. We've brought podcast ideas sometimes that, you know, maybe I brought something and you didn't think it was a great idea or vice versa. Or we even recorded some and then one of us said, nope, I don't (laughs) like that thing or whatever. But we all through this year and, and really even a little bit more than a year as we were planning for the podcast, but Every single time I have brought something to you and said, I am struggling, you have met me with, every time, Candace, kindness and care, and you just immediately will slow down and tune in and draw close and listen well. And it's been remarkable for me to just be able to be this honest because I've, I've, decided. I don't want things to build. I don't want to have to hide and pretend. So Mm -hmm. if something comes up and it does cause me to struggle a little bit, I have been committed to just bringing it and we talk it through and time after time after time, it has been so good. And I think the trust level that we have developed has just, it's become something that's become very, very beautiful in my life. And I just say, thank you for that. Well, you got me all in my feels right now. Yeah, good. Because, you know, I recognize my ability to hold that, especially if if I know, you know, maybe I've done something or said something to hurt you. And that's vulnerable for me. I I don't want to hurt you, but we're human. We're going to hurt each other. And going back to earn secure attachments can only be formed when you know how to stay present in rupture and repair. Yeah. Because there's not one relationship that we won't have that in. Yeah. And so thank you for finding your courage and your voice through the healing that you've done and have trusted that you can bring that to me. 
And the truth is, if if that wasn't working out for us, we we probably wouldn't be doing this a year later. Right. Yeah. yeah. And just loving each other more and more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. How about for you? What's something that you would say you have really learned through this process or through this year? The first thing that came to my mind is, and I hope you can laugh about this with me, but I tried to not do this on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. Don't. I know. <laughs> I don't like showing up on YouTube. I don't like being seen like that. Mm -hmm. And yet I know, and I have actually heard the dynamic of the face and being able to see one another, especially when we're offering one another care. We just, we want to see the face. We want to see the nonverbals. Yeah. And so that's been important for us, but I've learned that part of me that can sometimes feel like I just want to throw up a little comes from the fear of exposure. It, it's actually a trauma response yeah. of being exposed in the past for things that brought so much shame and pain in my life to the point, and, and you know, the details of my story and probably some of our listeners do if they know me, but, you know, 12 years ago, I, for the first time in my life struggled with wanting to live. Mm. And so there, there has been some goodness in you lovingly and gently encouraging me, although you have said we can stop doing the video. Yeah. And, but there is another part of me that I'm like, mm, that would be easier for me, mm. but it's helped me to continue to heal that exposure trauma. Yeah. So good too, right? Because we, you press through some hard things and continue to press through in order to bring something that can be the most helpful for our listeners. And mm -hmm. yeah, and in that pressing through, you're healing some places that have needed to be healed. And that is, that's beautiful. Yeah, mm -hmm. courage, courage and risk. It's, it's really um, hard. And we often don't recognize that when we exercise courage in the face of risk, that's where our brain develops new neural pathways and we actually heal from those old beliefs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and as we heal, we are creating more space. I mean, we go back to tend to hurt, look at hurt, heal hurt, because we actually do want more space to focus on other things. Yeah. And so this is what's happening for both of us. I mean, you're, I hope it's okay to say this, we can edit it out, but you're getting ready to put a painting class together. Yeah. You were not thinking about putting a painting class together three years ago. <laughs> and, and so, oh my gosh, th this, this is the fuel, right? Yeah. That we heal to create, Yeah. To create beauty. Yeah. And, and speaking of well, I want you to, I want you to uh, share something else. I'm getting yeah. ahead of myself here. Something yeah. else that you've learned. This is something that I had written on my list, but we hadn't really talked about it. And it was art. My, my journey into art and creativity, not only in the past year, but, but really pretty profound, profoundly in the last year. And that now I am developing ideas for this painting class that will be coming out hopefully within the summer. 
but I'm going to steal a word that you have used or phrase that you have used a lot. And that has, and that is slowing down Mm -hmm. that for me, creativity is something that I'm reclaiming because I'm the person who said, you know, I don't have a creative bone in my body. And all of a and we sudden, found out that's not true. Yeah. And then I started to learn and grow. And now I'm, I'm just, I've become amazed at how colors are just grabbing my attention and how I've been doing this thing recently of just absorbing color into my, my being. So I will look at right now, our Minnesota is just bursting with the beautiful greens. And so I've been really focused on the color of green and just, I'll just focus on green and I'll, I'll think about it or I'll imagine it. Or if I'm outside, I'll look at it and I'm just, I'm allowing myself to be caught up in the glory of green and just Mm. absorbing it and breathing it in. And it sounds kind of strange in a way, but it is like, it's doing something important in me, I think in this whole, it's a part of my journey into creativity, I think is allowing color and beauty to just grasp a hold of me in some new ways that are really fun. And I will say even really healing too, in ways that I probably don't even know. Oh yeah. Well, and there's actually, I know you've heard this probably, but there's neuroscience stuff around the color green too. So there literally is something happening in your brain when you're just absorbing in that color and people can go look that up. I know there's stuff out there on it. Yeah, that's so good. So just being able to have the space to create now, especially more in this last year. Yeah. And I'm just going to add, and creating without demand, creating without, I, I create a lot of things that I don't show anyone because there's something about the judgment or the criticism or even the affirmation that I get for what I produce that does something very differently in me than just creating for the sake of creating. And so that's where I think I'm slowing down. I'm enjoying the process of watching the colors swirl in my palette and then touching them onto my my paper and mixing them with water and just watching beauty unfold that isn't even necessarily meant to be representational of anything other than just color and water moving and it's yeah so it's it's there's been something about that that's been really sweet Yeah, that's good. And that you're doing it because you enjoy it, not because you're needing validated or feedback, but it's good to share beauty with the world. And so it feels like a healthier place that you have spaces that you you don't need anybody else's input on this. You're doing this for your, you're getting your own feedback from your own heart that you just enjoy doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing that we talked about that I would say definitely more profoundly in this last year, but one thing that I'm loving learning and seeing and experiencing is we're in a space with, we've met lots of women over the last few years and we're watching a lot of women do really badass things yeah. To help bring beauty and healing into the world. Yeah. And the thing that I'm just soaking in is how envy is being 
really silenced and lessened and, Mm. you know, especially among women Mm. to be able to show up and to champion and authentically support and to want every woman and every sister that is healing and creating Mm. to live up to their fullest potential and help change the world. Yeah. As children, a lot of us, and we, we talked about this, so there's some nuances, but if you grew up trying to get attention because you needed it, you needed it. And, and you felt maybe jealous of a sibling that got more attention or somebody in the classroom that got more attention, maybe for whatever reason, it doesn't matter. You know, there is this sense of needing to get attention. And if we don't get that space and place in us healed, we're going to continue to show up that way. But you brought a point up that is, has felt more true to you that I want you to kind of bring the the balance to that, or I would say not the balance, but the other side of that. Yeah, that, that some, some people really are so hungry for attention, being seen and recognized and affirmed. And others work very hard to stay hidden mm-hmm. and to keep their voice quiet and not feel or exhibit any emotions that would be considered bad or wrong. And so it's the opposite side of it, it can be very much motivated by a similar thing, but the opposite side of needing to hide the true self. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of Richard Rohr right now in a book that I read. Oh, shoot. I can't remember the name of it, but it's something about the second half of your life. And he talks about how we're all special. There's only one of us and we're not all special. And so it is this idea and I'm not saying it like he does, but it's this idea that we want to show up and how we were created and who we were created to be mm-hmm. and to recognize that's what we want for everyone. Yeah. It's not about standing out. It's about mm-hmm. standing up for the calling and the message that each person holds to bring yeah. into the world. I loved what you said about just championing other women who are rising up in their areas of gifting, in their areas of calling and purpose. And that as in men too, we know a few men, not not as many as, as we know women. There are some really good men out there doing this work as well. But men and women who are who have stepped into their calling and are doing this work in ways that are just helping others find the healing and the freedom and the fullness of life that that we all really long for. That's some things that we've learned. And as we think about where we're going, what comes to your mind, Candace? Where are we going? What is the future? (laughs) What does the future look like? Well, Cher, I am super excited about the future of Processing Trauma Out Loud and just continuing to bring our hearts forward, continuing to process our own journey and to provide a space of, I pray, deep, deep compassion and kindness and curiosity and understanding for our listeners. Yeah, me too. I 
you know, as we saw the end of the first year approaching and, you know, I it's it's gone by so quickly and there was no hesitation as far as like, yeah, we're we're keeping on going. We're not we're not ending after a year. And it's been a beautiful work. And I I just want to say to our listeners, thank you for mm-hmm. being here week after week. And thank you for those who have let us know that you're listening. And we we even invite that from from those who haven't let us know yet. But we're grateful that we know from the statistics that we have a lot of people who are turning in, tuning in week after week and, and hearing what this content is that we're bringing. And so just we just want to say thank you for tuning in and showing up week after week. Yes, thank you. And if you have a question or maybe a topic, can't promise you that we will be able to cover it, but we would sure try. We would love to hear from you in that regards. If there's something specific, maybe that we've talked about before that you just want to hear more on, please let us know. We, we will try our best. Well, congratulations, Cher, for making it one year with me doing a podcast. That's, yeah. that's huge. It's been a joy, <laughs> truly a joy. Okay. Yeah. You too. It's been a joy to work with you. Love you, friend. Love you too. Thank you for listening to Processing Trauma Out Loud. Make sure to check out the show notes for links to suggested resources and social media. Like, subscribe, and follow to keep up with our weekly content. And if you don't mind, take a moment to rate and review us. Your feedback is extremely valuable and contributes to the success of this podcast. One last thing. If you have found this podcast helpful in any way, or if you have questions on how to take the next steps on your healing journey, please reach out to us via email at CandiceShare at gmail.com. That's K-A-N-D-A-C-E-S-H-E-R at gmail.com. Music was created by Caleb Paxton, and our sound engineer is Jeremiah Jones of Audit Story, LLC. We welcome you to join us for more conversations soon. Take care.